0: Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy being more open, transparent, forthright, and candid in his recent interviews has me personally feeling like I'm living in between an episode of punk and Smile You're on Candid Camera. I'm obviously very happy, thankful, and grateful, but we, we reserve the right to see if we can start believing in building of the steam for this Bedlam game or is it all just a drink. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to the Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know you can find me on YouTube visually, also on Twitter personally at Aldeo State, and every single podcasting platform. For all of you out there on Spotify, Apple, the whole nine yards, make sure you swing through, leave a review like it if you like it, dislike it if you don't, comment, and most importantly, share. Today, we're partially brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. As we look into the game against West Virginia and Morgantown, the implications and the ramifications cannot be understated. This is a bigger game than what is traditionally viewed as a traditional Oklahoma State-West Virginia matchup. West Virginia is currently reeling from a Hail Mary loss against Houston. And typically, this is a good time to pounce, right? If, it, if you smell blood in the water, it's time to pin your ears back and go get them. I do think that that's exactly what we should see in this game. There's no reason to be hesitant. There's no reason to be ultra conservative. There's a difference between being too conservative and being intelligent in the game plan. I get that. And there is a decent amount of time is that Gundy does make the right decisions, but him talking about in recent interviews that he's in the facilities more than ever. He's putting in more hours than ever. He's more directly involved in the facilities than he has been in over the last eight to 10 years. Him talking about some of the adjustments they've had to make Ollie he being a more of a featured guy, the offensive line having a more simplistic uh, responsibility set. The conversations about uh, Alan Bowman have a little bit, a little bit of that Michigan esque offense, And what he was able to bring from Michigan to this is partially the option routes. And you're seeing it all start to click a little bit more. Now, it's just just Gundy having more faith in the players, having more faith in the staff and putting stuff together in conjunction with him being more directly involved. You're seeing the scripting be phenomenal. You're seeing the special teams take a massive kick up recently. If it all is, in fact... Because Gundy is putting these hours in, is drawing up these X's and O's, is being in the facilities more, working uh, later, showing up earlier, doing all that fun jazz. Then does this not feel like one of those games that you just know you got to have? There's a long list of quintessential games to the future success of the team. This is one of those, yet again. And I got to think that him being more open, honest, candid, that the whole, the whole gambit here, doesn't matter if it was his idea. He woke up one morning and said, you know what? I'm going to clock in more, do more, be responsible for more, be involved in more. Or it could, took those swift kicks in the rear end, but it's not the first time. Right? Gundy wasn't a big fan of the Holgerson move. It was kind of forced upon him. Ended up being the right call. Him digging in and, and getting somebody like a Mike Yursich, yes, it works out. It worked out in that hand, but it didn't work out all the time. His making decisions on quarterbacks doesn't work out all the time. So him having this more direct involvement—if this is the right way forward—then we need to continue to see it. And West Virginia will be that test. West Virginia will be the the national display. Of what we all think we're seeing or not. And we all know Mike Gundy, even in the good times, typically does find ways to lose the big games that matter for trajectory. Not always, but it does happen, right? And even in 2021, the loss to West Virginia ended, up, or not, I'm sorry, Iowa State in Ames fairly early on in the season, midway through the season, ended up being pretty devastating. Because it didn't give us any cushion. And as we watched last year with TCU, if you have a little cushion, if you've built up some cushion and you still play well, and you're you're not bit with the crazy injury bug, that means you have some viability when it comes to the postseason as well. TCU proved that you can get away with some things. You can get away with a loss as long as it's late in a game that matters. This is a game that matters to set up the trajectory. And I do think, well, you could say that I know that this new Gundy is the same, quote-unquote, kind of new Gundy we saw over the summer. But the more that they see it, the more they see it end up being fruitful on the field, talking about the players, that is, it is inherently going to grow more steam. And it could get to a point where this, this engine has so much steam that we do, in fact, roll into bedlam and it means something. It means something bigger than it was gonna physically possibly mean two weeks ago. I think all of us would have loved, and and some of us expected to come into this game, right, with one loss, possibly undefeated, with our our schedule likely undefeated. It didn't happen. But regardless. It took South Alabama for a little bit of a wake-up. It took West Virginia to get the swift kick in the you-know-what backside to get this train kicked into a higher gear, to get the steam to be produced with more pressure. Pressure creates diamonds. Ollie Gordon is a diamond. He was never a diamond in the rough, per se, but he's just a pure 100% pulled out of the ground from the state of Texas diamond that's getting to show. All of the shine right now. And Alan Bowman's not setting the world on fire, but his comfortability and his access to understanding the option routes, especially in the scripting, has been paramount in the success, success that we're having. The buy-in keeps growing. The buy-in keeps growing from the locker room, the staff, the players, everybody involved then the buy-in, the re-buy-in, I guess you could say, from the fans can continue to show likewise. As we heard from our buddy on our appearance with Cooz's Corner, the trip to West Virginia is the second most expensive college game day experience in, in America. That's crazy to me. Like, Morgantown's likely awesome. Like, it's on my bucket list. But it's not a night game. That takes a little bit out of it, right? The sting doesn't feel so big. And this does set up for another one of these very, very big. I mean, I want to use the word massive, but maybe that's a little overstating it. But this is one of the biggest ha-ha gotcha games for my Gundy. If he beats West Virginia here, that sets up for a fairly simple homecoming he can finally maybe say, ha-ha, I got you, and just throw all caution to the wind like 2011 and just let it rip, let it eat, and let it become an even bigger momentum-gaining occasion. Build up that steam because it could be a pretty special Arlington. Very possible. And somebody, somebody's going to be left out in the cold here. Somebody's going to be left sad. Somebody's going to feel pretty defeated at their, their chances of getting to a Big 12 title game after this one's over. And because of those feelings and those emotions that this game is just bound and determined to absolutely produce, y'all make sure that better help is available. To everybody out here. This sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp. And what you're going to want to do here, okay, is not pull a Cody. You see the the good old prosthetic Bob in the background? I just, um, you know, I allowed that situation to let my body and my brain not link up. Right? I never believed in, you know, depression or, or anxiety or any of that until this, this occasion. And it made me reevaluate things. If you ever feel like your brain is kind of getting in its own way, like if you know what you should do or what's good for you, but sometimes you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what it is holding you back. So you can find out for yourself what you need to work on yourself with instead of fighting yourself. Guys, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch the therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. Again, go to BetterHelp.com locked on college. Locked on college, all being one word. BetterHelp, H E L pcom locked on college. Go there today. All right, so the momentum, we have it. This isn't something that we've been able to see for quite some time, and no matter what anybody feels internally, if you go back and you look at last season, we did not have this momentum after the Baylor and Texas Tech games. The momentum kind of died, obviously, after the TCU game. That changed everything. And we ignored the signs along the way that we had problems going into TCU. This is not the same thing as last year, thankfully. My gun not ignoring. He's even acknowledging. He's even, again, approaching, in my opinion, what accountability means, what it looks like, and how it can become so helpful, beneficial, and infectious to your team. The team buy-in is already, again, growing. But the understanding that the buy-in could be bigger, better, better, whatever you want to call it, that was an unknown. That nobody could have known. But now you're seeing this game set up to be the biggest game of the year thus far. It just, it is what it is, right? If we can get this W, if. We can, in fact, win this game. It sets up one of the bigger bedlam's in a while, and one of the biggest bedlam's that has a marketability stance to it, guys. If we beat West Virginia, we take care of business against Cincinnati and homecoming the next week. OU takes care of UCF this Saturday. Whether OU wins or loses against KU the following Saturday, it still sets up a big bedlam. If we win out, we're likely top 25. If they win out, they're not only top 5, possibly even top 3. And even if they beat UCF and lose to KU, that's still likely a top 25 Oklahoma State versus a top 12 OU. That is a big bedlam. So it doesn't matter if you're rooting against or for anybody anytime, anywhere. This is bound and determined to be a big bedlam if we hold up our end. And if we can do that, this momentum building can definitely build up that amount of steam necessary to make this bedlam the one where Gundy does, in fact, throw caution to the wind. Much like 2011. I was in Stillwater for 2011. That game was amazing. Just the vibe, the feeling. Everything about Stillwater was so much fun. It has an opportunity to be that way again. But this West Virginia game is a hurdle. I know we're not going to overlook them because it's not like we're looking ahead to Cincinnati. I highly doubt anybody's looking far ahead to OU, nor should they be. But I can, you can, we can. And we need to understand should we start force-feeding this orange Kool-Aid build-up for Bedlam or nah? Because if you lose West Virginia, it just doesn't mean as much. And maybe that's not what everyone wants to hear. Heck, it's not what I want to feel. But if we lose to West Virginia, I mean, obviously you want to beat Cincinnati, go to, to bowl eligibility, all that fun jazz. But there's just a big discrepancy between winning and losing this game, right? You win, everything's ahead of you again. You lose, and now you're back to just, you know, regular old maybe Alamo Bowl fishing. Two weeks ago, I think most of us would have been very happy with an Alamo Bowl berth. And it's not like we still wouldn't be happy with one right now. But we talked ad nauseum about Gundy capitalizing. Capitalization has always been Gundy's downfall. Capitalization, big moments, big times, big games, big bedlams with the right to or de facto win the Big 12 title. This has a year of, of retribution built into it. As our buddy Justin Southwell talked about, the revenge tour continues. K-State put a thumping on us in Manhattan, 48 to zip. We returned the favor in Stillwater. Lawrence did the same thing to us the following week when KU put us behind the eight ball with Jason Bean from the beginning. And then we returned the favor in Stillwater. And they were both ranked. Now is another time that this revenge tour can take real effect and if it does i don't even have to express i'm sure you can physically feel you can feel the emotions and energy of what this win would do talk about galvanization this would probably uh yeah this would complete most of the full circle buy-in you want to talk about viability for a big 12 title chase This game would do that because you win this one, you win Cincinnati, even if you lose to OU, then you beat Houston, beat UCF, beat BYU. You're talking Bedlam instead of Red River, possibly, for Arlington. Because I think most of us feel that Texas is really good, but they're going to find a way to fall on their Texas face at least one more time. We only have one conference loss. If we keep it that way, we're in. If we only lose to OU, Texas drops another game, we're still in. It is amazing to me, and this is why I don't have any problem giving credit where credit's due. When what Mike Gundy is doing is de- is affecting the team and the performance is lacking and is very visible as to why, I do feel it's my inherent duty To make sure people understand that there's things going on that are reasonings as to why this stuff's going on. So to hear Gundy now address these things and talk about these things being realistic and being more around, present, physically visible. It just adds more, more momentum for this moment. This moment equals the momentum necessary to make a run at something. Momentum is infectious. The buy-in process can become even more infectious than it already is with this W here because what it sets up. This could be a big bedlam. It could set up an even bigger bedlam. In the wild, wacky, crazy Big 12, Texas is bound to lose another one, maybe even two. So we root for chaos while we take care of business in the season grow so many more possibilities and the galvanization of the locker room and backing of everybody saying, you know what? Gundy legit did all this. He was here every day for all this. It's going to get around to coaches. 7-on-7 tournaments and national recruiting cycles. It just will. This is a reputation rebuilding moment for Mike Gundy. I know some people are going to say it's just one game, Cody. It is. But Close your eyes and envision and just feel what it does, what it sets us up for if, if the win, the win happens, the biggest, brightest, most bad-A homecoming is against a very depleted team in Cincy, and then Bedlam at home in Stilly for the last time. Let the momentum build. Please, 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 please. Let the momentum build and it'll become the bee's knees because you know, you know who the bee's knees is in all clothing brands. Yes, it's true. It's bird dogs because they're the right fit for literally any occasion. Nothing else gives you the comfort, ability, reliability, and pliability 24-7. Find me something else that allows you to go straight from the office to the golf course or straight from the club to the hot tub. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. If you know who Lululemon is, then you likely already get it. If you don't know who Lululemon is, it doesn't matter who Lululemon is. Because Lululemon's just dragging up the rear, staring at the backside of the Bird Dogs logo. Bird Dogs uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Y'all know me lugging around my prosthetic bob. Isn't super fun, but being comfortable while living uncomfortably daily is not easy to pull off. I would typically have to pack extra shorts, boxers, pants, whatever, based on my activity level for the day. I don't have to do that anymore. It is legitimately a seamless transition for me now, going from the wheelchair to the prosthetic to then getting my Tigger the Tiger on and jumping around ready to dunk on people, all because I've already got the jump on people with my bird dogs on. Listen, y'all, I can work in them, hop in them, Walk in them, crisscross and hopscotch in them. I can eat and drink, then go swimming and go to sleep in them. So now that you know that you can even slow dance and throw hands in the same pants you clock in and out of work with, go to birddogs.com slash locked on XXX. Enter the promo code locked on XXX at checkout for free bird dogs. Water bottle with your order now. Again, you got to do it. Go to BirdDogs.com slash xx X, for a free water bottle at your checkout. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. That is a promise that they definitely, definitely will deliver on. All righty. Here we go. The keys to the victory. We've talked about a decent amount of it on, on the show. Matter of fact, guys, we've, we've either done or guests appeared on like 10 shows this week already. So if you're looking for content, you can't say that you ain't getting it. Not you. I know you guys. But spread the love, y'all. Like it if you like it. Dislike it if you don't. Comment and tell me why. Share. Sharing is caring. On Spotify, Apple, all that. Leave a review. We've got some notches to keep getting kicked up. We can help this momentum train. Just like I feel like we can have a a, a helpful hand in recorrection and course recorrection of of a train. Who'd have thunked it, right? But he's the victory. Pretty simple. Stop the run once again. We have been proving it to be more of a reliable factor for us now. And as Neil Brown said, probably the most talented linebacker core they faced all year, including Penn State. It's time that they put that on full display because they're going to try to lean on C.J. Donaldson, and then if slash when it fails, then they'll go to the passing game. If we can force Garrett Green to beat us with his arm, I know Jason Bean almost messed around and did it, but I I really don't think Bean is quite the same as Garrett Green. Garrett Green, not quite the passer of Jason Bean. So, yeah, got to stop the run. Number two, I do think that we need to develop the pass I know that sounds kind of backwards when you have Ollie Gordon feed the beast. Sure, yes. But they're going to give us some of the same opportunities KU did. Hopefully, they don't drop quarters coverage to where there's nothing but underneath stuff available. But if they do, we just proved we're ready for that. So we're now in a position that they can throw a bunch of things at us, and we can likely be in a position to handle it now. I'm insanely excited to see what the back seven safeties do in this game after kind of uh, at least appearing to leak like a sieve last game. I'm sure West Virginia is going to add a bunch of cutesy-tootsy shifts and and alignments, and that's fine. They should, but we should be more prepared. So, second key to the game, in my opinion, it's the, the linebacker play. Third key to the game, I think, should be clock management, time of possession. You can't take timeouts with you to the locker room and, and add them up throughout the season, so don't, don't mismanage them. Use them if you got them. You should go into halftime with zero. You should end the game with zero. Manage the clock. You can, you can manage the clock passing the ball. Yes, especially with these new stupid clock rules. They're bad for the college game, but whatever. I don't want to jump on a soapbox. Clock management. If we control the ball, we control their run game and with our linebackers, and you know what? I'll throw the, that other one in as well. Um, the safeties. The safeties and corners are going to have an opportunity to have a big game if the front seven does their job again. Alright, so, I think the keys to, to W, pretty simplistic, right? Not a lot. Surprising in there. So, Let's jump into the picks real quick before we skedaddle on out of here. Um, We'll look at national. What do we got here? Penn State, Ohio State. This is actually kind of cool. Is this going to be former Oklahoma State offensive coordinator Mike Yurcich? Out dueling former defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles. I think Ohio State might be a better team, but you know what? We're gonna cheer for the fighting Yurciches here, and see if uh, see if our old buddy can beat our other old buddy. All right. Um, number twenty two ranked Air Force. Who'd have thunk did that one there? Uh, Navy's three and three. Air Force is legit. They've got some legitimate wins, and they beat the absolute dog tar out of San Diego State, who most thought was a pretty good football team. Yeah. Um, we'll go Washington State, Oregon. Washington State got thumped around by Arizona. Like, that's, that's not great. I, and I, I'm a firm believer in Arizona, right? I've covered that all year. I think Arizona's a much better football team than it appears. But they shouldn't have absolutely mollywobbed Washington State. So, unfortunately, begrudgingly, give me, uh, give me Oregon. All right? Tennessee, Alabama. I think this is um, a pretty evenly matched game. As crazy as that is to say, but uh, I love my upsets. I love I love my bets, so give me Tennessee, South Carolina, Mizzou. I think Mizzou's actually kind of legit here. Give me Mizzou, especially since it's at Mizzou. Um, who else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Ole Miss, Auburn. Give me Ole Miss, Virginia, North Carolina. Virginia ain't quite there yet. They ain't ready for all that smoke. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan State's not much of a football team. Give me Michigan. Uh, Sixteen, Duke, number four, Florida State. I just, I refuse. You know what? The only time I bet against Florida State this year, it hurt me. I just, I love my upsets. Give me the, give me the Dukies. Uh, Utah, USC, Big Twelve brethren here. Go Utes. Give me the Utes. Arizona State, Washington, probably shouldn't be a game. Give me Washington. And as far as the Big 12 goes, UCF, OU. Don't like the line or the spread. It's like twenty-two and a half. and a half. Not going to mess with that. But straight up, OU should win the game. UCF just doesn't have enough weapons. I don't care if John Rush Plum is back or not. Baylor, Cincinnati, what appears to be pretty much the toilet bowl of the Big 12. It's at Cincinnati. But, um... You know, Blake Shapin's ready to rock and roll. Cincinnati's a shell of a team, unfortunately, at the moment. I'll take the Baylor Bears. Texas, Houston. I want Houston. I'm a Houston fan. I don't really own much red, but I'm a hardcore Houston fan this weekend. Please shock the world. Go Houston. And you know what? I'll pick Houston. Dag why not? What does an extra loss hurt? Taco, Reckham, Tech, BYU. It's in BYU. I'm not, I don't. I don't believe in the third stringer at Tech, so give me BYU, TCU, Kansas State in Manhattan night game. I like Hoover. What Hoover, the quarterback, third string quarterback for TCU did was impressive, but so was what Avery Johnson did. And I just, I, I don't, uh, I don't believe that K State's going to get out coached again. So that's that. And that's all we're going to have for this one right here. We're live tomorrow. Got another to show Sunday. A lot on deck. Thank you. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go, Pokes. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here in Lockdown State. Go leave a review. Like, share, comment. You know the drill. All righty. See you tomorrow. Later, taters.